0: Are locked on NFL your daily NFL podcast? Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? It's the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He's your boy, Q, from Locked On Raiders. And we are bringing you live and in color the Friday edition of this show, Q. It's always fun to end the week with you, my man, doing all these shows and stuff. Um, But we got we got a really serious topic to lead this show off with. And of course, that's involving Deshaun Watson as the saga continues and what's going on with his court case. Now, Q, the new news that's come out is that there is now a motion filed by Deshaun Watson's attorney to have the plaintiffs or at least two of the plaintiffs or one of the plaintiffs, uh, to, to step forward and replead their case, uh, within the next two days. Otherwise their petition or their claims will be all thrown out basically. And that hearings, uh, this hearing for this, to make this happen, comes up, uh, Friday, actually this morning at 11 AM central. So I believe that is, uh, noon, uh, Eastern time for, for, uh, for us East coasters. But, uh, but Q, what is your response to this this development? Because more accusers have now stepped in. Uh, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson's been dropped by Nike and Beats, and you know this continues to look bad for Deshaun Watson. But it, it seems like his his side is just holding the line and saying, like, we are still behind the idea that he did he has nothing to do with these claims.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, man. It really is, and uh, yeah, glad to be back with you on a Friday edition of the show. And um, you know, Deshaun Watson. He is the whole time maintained his innocence. You know, a lot of people thought that, okay, well, he's going to try to settle and get this over with and just kind of wipe it under the rug. But his lawyers have proven. And with this uh, emergency petition that they filed are are showing that, hey, they're out to prove that he's innocent. Not that they want to get rid of this. They want to prove that his name is clean and that he's not guilty of any of this. And so them wanting to know the identity and have the uh, identity of one of the accusers actually put out there in the public, lets it be known that they're going to go fight this tooth and nail. And, you know, one of the biggest things that stood out to me in the statement by Rusty Hardin, who's Deshaun Watson's attorney said, for Mr. Busby, who's obviously representing the, the, the young ladies in this situation, for Mr. Busby, this case has never been about seeking justice in a courtroom, but destroying Deshaun's reputation to enhance his own public profile and enrich himself. So, the, the whole situation, Chris, has been lawyer versus lawyer this whole time. But now it's like they're really digging in and it's really going to go after each other. And, you know, for Deshaun Watson, this feels like it's going to at least cost him the 2021 season, regardless, you know, guilt, innocent, whatever is going to cost him the 2021 season. And then we'll see what happens after that. But clearly he uh, he's going to fight for his name as he should. You know, if he's innocent, he should fight for his name. And his, his lawyer looks like they're really digging their heels in and they're trying to, you know, trying to prove that he he is not guilty of any of these uh, accusations.
0: One thing is certain, Q, either way this turn to this turns out, this is this is very bad. You know if if Deshaun Watson's guilty, this this guy who was looking like Captain America or at least, at least Falcon from the Winter Soldier. Right. Uh, you know, he was he was looking like, hey, he could be the guy, the face of the Texans and or the face of another team. But, like you know, a star quarterback in the, in the NFL. And this would be a huge downfall to show like, wow, he was a horrible person. And he is you know, he's hurt all these people or on the flip side of this queue. This could be wow this was a highly orchestrated hit job against him. And yeah. again I'm not saying it's either way, but either way it does fall, this is horrible. This and it gets yeah. wor- and as no neither side is backing down, this is going to come to a serious and hard-edged conclusion where you know this this is going to have a major impact on the discussion of domestic violence, of sexual harassment in the NFL, because that's something that's been ever present in NFL, especially in recent NFL history.
1: Right. Exactly. I mean, like you said, man, either side of the, the ball, It's they're both bad. You know, it looks really bad for both sides and whichever one comes out to be, you know, right or wrong. It's going to be ugly. You know, false accusations are ugly and the accusations are ugly. So, I mean, there's no good or positive really that's going to come out of this story regardless. But uh, what would it you know, what else tells me about this situation? And you want to bring it back to actual football, uh, the recent trade that the the Carolina Panthers made for Sam Darnold and the Jets. Mm. I feel like that that's just buying them some time and they're just buying some time just in case. You know this whole thing gets cleared up. Like I said, I think 2021 is going to be a wash for Deshaun Watson. Um, but if it gets cleared up and he's able, maybe able to hit the field in 2022, maybe they say, "Hey, let's go make a move for him now." Now that his name is clear, but clearly no team is going to try to touch him right now. Which I, I mean, I don't blame them. But I feel like that that was almost a a move that says, "Hey, we're going to go ahead and go in this direction and see if we can get something out of Darnold. If not," We still have our eye, you know, maybe from a distance, but we're still kind of looking at Deshaun Watson to see what's going down with him, and if his situation clears up, then we'll readdress it at that time, as I'm sure m- many teams are doing. But Carolina was a heavy player for Deshaun Watson before all these these uh, accusations started rolling out.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, who could blame any NFL team for wanting to stay away from this? Right. This is a huge drum. Even outside of the the fact that he most likely won't play for whatever team that has him in this upcoming season, it's a distraction like if he's on your roster and simply not playing because of this every week those players would be asked what do you think about Deshaun what have you heard what's going on and it, it would distract from the playing let of the game <laughs> right exactly and then every <laughs> let that, let let a team lose one game and right. everyone's going to say is it because Deshaun Watson's distracting the team and no team wants to deal with that with with that craziness so i get i get why no one want to trade for him and on top of this if he's guilty you you want nothing to do with him period so right. Why take that risk? Sam Darnold, you trade for him. You know, the Panthers had a good cap situation. They could take on his money this year and next year if they wanted to. So uh, they're they're fine there. Um, But yeah, this uh, this motion being filed, it's another step in what's going to be a long line of steps as far as Deshaun Watson facing what's now, what, 22, 23 accusers?
1: 22 cases right now, 22 accusations. And the thing about it is, uh, like like I said, the the thing that's most obvious to me about this whole situation is that both of these lawyers are ready to dig in. You know what I mean? It's not going to be one of these where, Hey, we're going to cave or there's too many accusations we're going to cave. And like I said, I, I, there's guys I've talked to that have covered the Texans for many, many years, even going back to when they were the Oilers and told me straight up, I think that Deshaun's going to try to, you know, just settle it and get it over with and just move on. But Clearly, this is not the case. And again, I, I start out with the conversation or the point that I made at the beginning of this conversation. If you're innocent and you didn't do this, that's your reputation, that's your name. So go fight for it. So if he believes that he's 100% innocent, he, he, he should go fight for it. And so I respect the fact that he probably knows he could pay, you know, he could pay the, the money and get it over with and just move on, but he's fighting for his name. So we'll see, you know, we'll see who comes out on, on the right side of things. I think at some point we might get a resolution, not anytime soon, but some point we might figure out what's what's right and what's wrong. Who's guilty, who's innocent, but either way, Uh, I think that everyone realizes they're in for a dogfight. And when I say, man, everyone in for a dogfight, at least us just outsiders viewing it, it's going to be a dogfight. And for the ones that are in it, Deshaun Watson and and the accusers, they're definitely in for a dogfight.
0: Certainly, we will keep you apprised of this on the Locked On NFL podcast as this present, uh, this continues. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to start to dive into some, some more NFL draft talk with teams that are looking to trade up and who might trade up with all the quarterback decisions coming forward. But before we do that, we got to talk to our friends at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Locked On podcast network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word, and that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Friday episode of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He's your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. Q, I want to talk to you about teams that could trade up because right now everything that's being discussed for the next three weeks looks like it's just going to be about the, you know, which, which teams are going to get quarterbacks. Now, earlier this week on this very show, we had, we had some of our hosts talk about how basically the draft starts I pick number 4 with the Falcons because number 1 is going to be Trevor Lawrence, number 2 is going to be the Jets picking a quarterback, and number 3 is going to be the Niners picking a quarterback. And everyone's pretty sure in some order it's going to be Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Now some people feel it's going to be Mac Jones, whatever, we'll get into that in a bit. But at number 4 with the Falcons, they have an interesting position here because the Falcons have a lot of needs. Yep they could easily say hey whoever wants that fourth quarterback that's on the board maybe Trey Lance maybe if it's Justin Fields or Zach Wilson if they're one of the the three gets left out or if it's Mac Jones if someone wants to get Mac Jones who wants it and how much how many first round picks are you willing to comp up over the next couple of years uh to make us feel good about trading out of the four spot I think that there's an interesting spot there for it um I think that the Dolphins might be in that spot because they have the 6th and the 18th spot already. Um, the Lions could be that spot considering they they just traded for Jared Goff, though they may keep the quarterback. The Panthers might be in that spot if they like Sam Darnold. Um, yeah. Which team? So we're naming teams. I'm, I'm just naming teams who might trade back. Which teams do you feel are the most likely who might trade up because they're aggressive and they want their quarterback of the future?
1: You know, I'm looking at number nine. I'm looking at the Denver Broncos mm. because I don't think Drew Locke is the guy. As they, a they've guy said covered, as much. You know, as I, I cover the Raiders, obviously, which is in the AFC West. And I know for a fact, every time the Raiders play the, the Broncos, I always say on the show, Drew Locke's going to give you, and I'm not saying he's going to throw two or three picks a game, but he's going to give you two or three opportunities a game to make a, a play. You know, what I mean, he'll throw two or three bad passes a game where you could turn them into turnovers. If you are making the play, you've got to go make the play. But he does that. And I know one game he actually threw four interceptions against the Raiders. And it's just it's like it's unbelievable. He's just he has good moments, but then he has a lot of bad moments. So, I mean, that's one of the first teams that just jumps out the page at me that probably could trade up and go get a quarterback. Uh, is the Denver Broncos who are sitting there at number nine. I'm, I don't think they're sold on Drew Locke. So I, that's where I would roll. If I had to If I had to bet some money just looking at it right now, I would say Denver would be that team.
0: But counter, counter question here, would Denver feel comfortable? Because you look at those teams, the Falcons, they still got Matt Ryan. The Bengals, they got Joe Burrow. The Dolphins, they got Tua. The Lions, they got Jared Goff. Now that's a questionable one. And the right. Panthers, they just traded for Sam Donald. Might the Broncos feel like, hey, let's roll the dice and think that one of the quarterbacks that we really like is going to fall to us at number nine. I, I think that's a possibility here, but to your point about them trading up, they're so unsure about Drew Locke, they may feel like, you know what? Forget all that. We don't want to gamble with our future anymore. We want the quarterback of the future.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about it is, if Atlanta stays at four, which in my personal opinion, they should. Yes, in my personal opinion, they should stay at four and get Kyle Pitts. Mm. It, oh it should be no God. no mistaken about, it, in my opinion, they should go Calvin get that guy
0: julio jones and kyle pitts
1: exactly i mean matt ryan's not the problem and they restructured his contract and so he's really going to be stuck there for the next two years so i don't think that atlanta's in position to get a quarterback right now i think that they should go and get a skill player like kyle pitts and make it happen and so i think they should stay at four but if they trade out of four then a team like the broncos might have to go up there and get their guy and really you know you started this off talking about the draft starts at pick number four. I really think it starts at number three because I don't know what quarterback San Francisco is going to take. You know point. what I mean? Like, we know they're going to take a quarterback. Mm-hmm. We don't know which one. Trevor Lawrence, we know, is going to go one. Zach Wilson, I am pretty pretty much can bet my money on it that he's going to go number two. I'm with you. I don't know if it's going to be Justin Fields. I don't know if it's going to be Mac Jones. I don't know if it's going to be Trey Lance. I don't know who that quarterback's going to be at number three for San Francisco. So for me, the draft actually starts at three.
0: That's going to be, that's a very interesting point there, Q, because... Uh, you know, and, and that's one thing I, I've heard debated a lot, like Emmanuel Acho went, went out on Twitter on Thursday and he was he made a whole video where he was talking about how if you draft Mac Jones, it's just another Jimmy Garoppolo, which I thought was a very interesting op- observation. We you and I have made our, our opinions clear on Mac Jones. We yeah. are not high on him, you know, but Justin Fields. I mean, I, I don't get the slight against the young man. All he's been is a fighter and a leader at Ohio state. Yes. He's had some bad moments, but every quarterback has, he's athletic, he's right. tough. He's got a cannon. Um, he's got accuracy. You know, he's got smarts. He reads the field. I, again, I just, I don't know how the Niners could skip on it. Frankly, even though the jets I know are are targeting Zach Wilson, that's like kind of the lead that we're, we're giving here. If I'm the, if I'm the jets, I don't know how I could pass on Justin Fields. I just feel like that's the, his talents fit any NFL team right now in in this, in this era.
1: Yeah, you could be right. And I'll tell you this, man. And and this is not a conversation that I've had before really with anybody, somebody uh, on the locked on Raider podcast, uh, I I have a voicemail line and and people call in and give their suggestions. And someone said that the Raiders need to trade up and get Justin Fields. And I wasn't thinking Mm. about that at all. I wasn't saying that that was something on my radar, but I'll tell you, you know, they're sitting at number 17. If he were to fall, if he were to have a free fall, like many people say he's going to have on draft day, I still don't buy it that he is. But if for some stupid reason, he's still there at 10 or 11, and I'm the Raiders, I wouldn't have a problem picking up the phone and saying what's up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying go up from 17 to, like, 4. That would be insane, especially when you have a quarterback and you you have a lot more needs than just, you know, than a quarterback of the future. But if he's around at 11 or 12, and hell, yeah, I pick up the phone and call him because I'm really – You know, interested and intrigued on if this if all this this conversation and slander around Justin Fields name is real or if this is just a team that's hoping that he falls to him so they can get him and and they're hoping that one of the teams early on don't take him. He's really all of a sudden become like an intriguing prospect to me.
0: I think he's intriguing, too. Um, you know where where he might go. There's talks about him falling, like you said. If he falls to like 17 or something like that, yeah, there's talks like that's where the Steelers might be like, hey, maybe we will trade up for a quarterback. And I I have insinuated a lot of people are like, oh, they're gonna take Kyle Trask. Oh, they're gonna... man, Kyle Trask is just gonna be Landry Jones and Mason Rudolph all over again. Yeah. If the Steelers do make a move for anybody, it's gonna be a Justin Fields, a Trey Lance, a, re- a dude who has who has legitimate you know, a ceiling potential that's really up there and a really good shot to be a legitimate quarterback in the NFL um, and a starter that could be the franchise quarterback. And, but again, it, it would like, like with the Raiders, it would cost too much. The Steelers got to get a running back, the Steelers got to get a center, the Steelers got to get an offensive tackle, the Steelers got to get a cornerback or, or, or an edge rusher, off ball linebacker. They, they got too many other needs to do that. And that's why I don't think it's this year. I think it's next year when they get an extra combat pick for, for Bud Dupree and the huge contract that he signed this offseason. Uh, but one team that in particular who I think people are starting to put to 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 think to not think about as much the Patriots at 15 Q. Yeah, they, they need a quarterback. Yep. And Bill Belichick. I know he was not happy with that last season. He I can see Bill Belichick saying, I right, let's do this who wants who who wants draft picks for the next few years. Because first of all, Bill Belichick don't build by the draft. He builds through free agency. That's right. how he's worked for years. So he could say, yeah, I'll offer up you know two first round uh, this year's first round pick, next uh, and the next two. So three first round picks for the fourth overall, fifth overall, whoever whoever's willing to trade back. So I can get either Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Zach Wilson or whoever they, they feel is the guy. But I, I think the Patriots could be that team.
1: They could be they really could be, you know, they they they're a team that needs a quarterback. I mean, regardless of what happens this year, if Cam Newton's the guy, that's fine. They you know that he's not the long term solution. There's they don't have a long-term solution there in New England. So he they could be a team. Belichick could say, Hey, we got to go up and get our guy. But the only thing that kind of holds me back from that is the last guy that they found that was their guy they didn't find in the first round (laughs) I mean, like they they waited a very long time before they got tom brady and it just happened to work out really well and i'm not saying that lightning strikes twice but they could just wait and say you know what we found our guy later on the draft we don't have to trade up and go get that dude but you know for everything that you said and every point that you brought up you know they, they could do that they also what if like a mac jones Maybe the hype's not real and he's not gonna go number three to the 49ers. What if he were to drop to him at number 15? I, I could see that actually happening. They just stay right where they're at, and Mac Jones right ends up in their lap and they just go ahead and take that guy.
0: Listen, I'll be down for that because that means that five quarterbacks have ta- been taken before the Steelers pick, which means everything everyone else is getting bumped down even further. So um that that hey, if they feel like Mac Jones is the guy go get him, you know, cause uh, Jason Stidham wasn't the guy. At least he hasn't looked like it yet. No, um, no. Right. So th- th- that's all of that is very interesting to see how that's going to play out in the, in the next few weeks. We got, we're, we're less than three weeks away now from the start of the NFL draft. Um, it's going to be really exciting Q, I'm sure we got a lot more things to talk about as far as what's going to happen. I'm sure some teams are still going to make trades and other moves uh, you know, either before the draft day or on draft night, I, I can see a lot of chaos happening with the with all the top tier quarterbacks that people are looking at. We'll keep you apprised of that right here on the Locked On NFL podcast. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, the NFL released its first invitees to the NFL draft this year. We're going to talk about who those invitees were and what we think of the players that are getting invited. But first, we got to talk to our friends at Built Bar. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also... Back here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter from Locked On Steelers. He's your boy Q from Locked On Raiders. So, Q, the NFL released the first list of or the first set of uh 2021 NFL draft attendees that they've invited. Now, to me, this is an interesting list because there were some guys I was like, yep, yep, they go, they go on early. They might go like, you know, number, you know, top 10, top five. And other guys, I'm like, excuse me? Now, of the obvious guys, Trey Lance, duh Jamar Chase, duh, yeah, D- Devontae Smith, double duh, Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. Michael Parsons, yep. Patrick Sertan, yep. I even say Caleb Farley, yep.
1: But see, this I, is- I, I, I question that one a little bit. I question Farley a little bit. That back surgery that he had, and the fact that he didn't play in 2020 and still had to ba- have a back surgery. For me, and this is just me. And look, I've been told by many people that cover the NFL and cover the draft, like somebody's going to get a steal because he's probably the best defensive back in the draft. He might be, but with me, it's like, hey man, these coaches, their careers are so short with a certain team. Like if you're not winning pretty quickly or unless you're John Gruden and you have like a 10-year contract, but if you're any other coach and you're not winning right away and you're you're banking on this first round draft pick that is coming off a back surgery and then he doesn't pan out, and then they say, well, you know, he just never was healthy. Well, he wasn't healthy when you drafted him. You know what <laughs> I mean? So it's like, that's on you. But so for me, it's 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 a medical red flag, and he's off my first round board. Now, if he's on the board for my team in the second round, okay. I, I don't feel as bad taking taking a flyer on him because at least, you know, it's the second round. I still feel like I got a really good player in the first round. But uh, there's going to be a team that will probably take him in the first round. So he, he probably is not a bad invite, but I, it just couldn't be me.
0: Hey, look, that team might be the Steelers. They they lost Steven Nelson and Mike yep. Hilton, to free agency. They might say, Hey, Caleb Farley, we didn't think you'd get here. Let's uh, let's let's give you a shot. Um, What's that, 28. Uh 24.
1: 24, yes. Yeah, and see, that's that might be close enough to round two where you take a flyer on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he was a, a, at one point like a top 10 guy. I, I can't justify taking him in the top 10 anymore.
0: Very interesting. Because I I talk to a lot of guys who swear even with the year off and the back surgery, like he's the best dude. Um, and you know, I've watched his tape and I love his tape, but you're right, right it is a question mark. And like you said, careers get decided on that, but uh the Steelers are in that position where Kevin Colbert, the GM, he he's like already basically said like, "Hey, next year's my last year." And Mike Tomlin's been around for fifty. Like Mike Tomlin's going to retire when he wants to retire. Right. I doubt he will ever be forced out of Pittsburgh unless right. you know hell froze over. Um, but but for a lot of teams out there, I totally get that you got only got a certain amount of time to make your mark as a coach in organization, and you feel like you know what we got to do this. So uh, so Caleb Farley could be the first one on our list of guys who were surprised about. But- I also feel kind of that same way about, one, a guy we've talked about already, Mac Jones. I'm not 100% sure that he's a first-round quarterback. Maybe he gets drafted as one because people reach all the time. I mean, you know, we look back to the Blaine Gabberts and the Jake Lockers of the world. Yeah, They were first-round quarterbacks. But Christian Barmore. Yes. I know he's Alabama, and he's probably the best defensive lineman in this draft. But no, I just don't
1: see him being a first-round pick. Well, you know, you're, you're right. And he's, I think he is the best defensive tackle in, right. the, in the draft, but the, the problem is the defensive tackle class isn't very good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's part of the problem. So he'll probably get a first round bump just because it's not a deep class as far as defensive tackles go. I mean, if you go back and look at him in 2020, He was hot and cold. He wasn't hot all the time. He got hot at the right time of the year. I mean, just like we just finished watching the March Madness tournament with the college basketball, and there's always a star born in college basketball during during March Madness. Well, he he was almost born during the playoff run because getting down to the end of the season and the playoff run, he really came alive and showed what he could do. And all eyes was on Alabama, obviously leading up to the national championship game and them taking home another title. So he got a lot of love right there. But if you go back and look early season, he wasn't playing that well. He, at least, you know, when Quentin Williams was, was there, he was hot the whole stinking yeah, year. I know he was only a one-year starter, but he yeah. was hot from beginning to end. Barmore is not that guy. So for me, again, I wouldn't pick him in the first round. I'd pick him in the second round and have no problem with it. But I think maybe because the draft class is very thin for defensive tackles, he still gets that first-round bump.
0: I, I definitely agree. And see, that's sometimes is where it's you benefit of. If you just happen into a class that, you know, isn't the superstar class, right. You feel like, Hey, that's, that works for me. Um, I, I think another guy who benefits from that situation uh, who I forgot to mention Gregory Rousseau, he got an invite. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. As I, I'm a, I'm a big I, I like the ACC. Um, I like Miami for its history. I don't, I don't see Gregory Rousseau as a, as a first round pick. You know, I, I see, um, yeah, you know, I think Quiddy Pay, Jalen Phillips, um, and Aziz Ojulari. O- o- I think those are the guys that go off the board first. Um, I, I, I'm even a bigger fan of Joe Tryon, and maybe Joe Tryon as a as a value pick. You know, a little bit later than Gregory Rousseau, but and not to say Gregory Rousseau is going to stink or that he doesn't deserve it, but I'm just I'm not sure if an NFL team is going to pick him in the first round.
1: Yeah. I, it's funny because his, his, like his st- stock is, is gone, blown up. And and it might be because again, the defensive line class isn't that deep, but I'm, I'm not sold on him in the first round either. Um, but I, I've, I've seen a lot of people say that he's a first round guy. So, I mean, it should be interesting. I don't think he's early first round, uh, but I seen who's, who did it. I want to say maybe Daniel Jeremiah had him mocked at number 10 to the Cowboys, which mm. I thought was insane. When I saw it, I was like, Whoa, hold up, man. But, then again, you know, it was like mock draft 3.0 for DJ. And by the time he gets to the draft, it'll probably be like mock draft <laughs> 7.0. So, you know, maybe it was just for the sake of putting someone else in there. But I don't, I don't know, man. That's a guy, that's that's another name that stood out to me as a, are you sure you want to go to the green room? Cause you know, no matter who goes, and this is just the first batch of them, there's still more guys that they're gonna invite. There's always a couple guys that are sitting in the green room and the camera keeps going back to them, like, well, this guy's still waiting. What is he doing? He's looking at his phone, he's looking at his watch. All of a sudden, that smiley face went to a frown. I mean, it's just it, it's it's inevitable. It happens every single year, and I would always say that I never wanted to be that guy. But I know if the NFL called me, it was like, "Hey Q, you want to be in the green room?" I'd be like, "Hell yeah!" Hell yeah. <laughs> but Q, you're probably not going to go to the seventh round. That's all right, man. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go shine. You know. You know. It's just that's just how it is, man. So I get it. Some of these guys they want to experience everything and be a part of everything, but uh, also it just kind of looks like a couple of these dudes, like like you said, uh, you know, Farley to me maybe. Um, you know, a bar more for sure. And Russo has an opportunity to be a guy who, who drops down as well and doesn't get there till like round two. Yeah. I just,
0: I, you know, one, you're right. I, I think it's horrible. I feel really bad. Like this is where I have a hard time being part of the media is like, if I had to be the camera guy who was like, Hey, Hey, go focus up on Gino Smith. Like right. man, he was here, he's here and he's so sad that he's still here on day two. And it's like, man, like I like, there's times where I'm just like, I'm gonna let that dude live, man. Like he's going through it. His family's going through it. I'm not going to add to their stress. Like there's times that I have a hard time doing it, but it's also part of the job because you want to see that emotion on television. Um, yeah. and, and maybe that's part of the strategy of the invites. So i that would also be kind of harsh for the NFL, but um, I, I want to circle back here. You don't think Mac Jones is part of that equation? You think he's for sure going to be picked in the first round?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm really not. You know, uh, I think maybe, I mean, there's a lot of hype around him. I don't think he's going top three. I really don't. And that's what a lot of people are saying, that he's going to be a, a top three pick. But I just think that the NFL is so quarterback needy. And everyone is Andrew, so hungry for a quarterback that they might take him. You know, we talked about in segment two, we talked about the Patriots possibly going and getting him. He's at number 15, you know, they're at 15 right now. So I could see that happening. Um, I just think that because he's a quarterback coming from a, a national championship team and everyone believes he, he can make all the throws he'll be a guy that that comes off the board in the first round, but I don't believe that he'll be a top 10 pick. I think that he's going to drop a little bit and, and make some people make some decisions. There may be a team that says, you know what, we'll take a shot on him. Just, you know, if he's still there, why not? So, I mean, I could see a team like, you know, the Washington football team at 19, maybe trying to trade up and, and get ahead and, and go get a quarterback. Cause they need one, you know, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick and we all know that's like having masking tape on something. It doesn't last very long. It's going to, you know, it'll hold it together for a minute. But it ain't going to last long. I mean, he's been on more teams in the league than he hasn't. So, I mean, it's just it is what it is. (laughs) He's going to be Fitz Magic for about two weeks,
0: and then he's going to turn back into his pumpkin.
1: And then he'll be Fitz Tragic.
0: Right, Fitz Tragic. Because, you know, he's going to have that beard, and then he's going to take Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson is going to be somewhere, and he's just going to find him and just give him his sunglasses. And he's going to be like, yeah, I'm cool. Everyone's going to love him for two, three weeks, and then everyone's going to be like, oh, that's right. He went to Harvard. He's an old German quarterback. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, oh, man. So, that's you're you're right. There are needy teams. Even though I'm not a guy who would pick Mac Jones in the first round, there's going to be somebody who does. Like like I said before, Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, just year after year, there are
1: quarterbacks you're like, "Huh? Okay, I guess." And they You go know, in the first and round. the other thing is, it'll be interesting to see who the second half of of the players are that are I- invited and mm-hmm. they accept the invitation. You know, Trevor Lawrence is going to go number one. He said he ain't going. He's going right. to, he's, you know, he's going to stay with his teammates at Clemson and that's cool. You know, I respect that. Uh, that's something that Joe Thomas did back in the day when he was, uh, you know, drafted number two overall by the Cleveland Browns, he decided to go fishing with his dad. Cause he said, I don't think I'll ever get an opportunity to, you know, hang out with my dad again. I'll be working all the time. So uh, I'm going to go fishing. He didn't even worry about the draft. He knew he was going to get drafted pretty early and he did. Uh, so I, I respect that, you know, Trevor Lawrence isn't going to go to the draft, but depending on who else is, is asked to go and accepts the invitation could also change the dynamic for some of these guys that are going to be in that green room.
0: I hear that entirely. That could change a lot of different things. Um, and maybe that's, maybe that's why Christian Barmore gets invited. Maybe that's why some of these guys who they feel yeah. like they're like, you know what, you know, this guy didn't invite us. Let's, let's see what this guy does. And maybe, maybe, and, and, and who knows also, who knows what's hap- what's being discussed in some of those back rooms and who might be uh, predicted to actually fall to the right teams. But Q I'm sure we got a lot more draft talk to happen over the next, we got we're less than, th- we're less than three weeks away from the start, man. It's pretty crazy how close, how fast Get this invited. stuff goes. You know, we're in, we're in uh, we're, we're, we're getting out of the early part of April into the middle part of April. I'm sure next week will have even, even crazier scenarios to talk about as more rumors stir on who's going to trade up or down and all over the NFL. Well, you know what I'm
1: excited about? You're talking about the draft. I'm so fired up because we get to actually recap the first round of the draft. We're going to be the ones to be able to recap it. So when the draft happens, who are you going to listen to to talk about it? Us. (laughs) Yay. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm just trying to be greedy, man. I'm just trying to be greedy. (laughs)
0: I'm saying this half-heartedly. I have to admit, whereas I'm excited that I get to greet all of you listeners, I am not excited about how much coffee I'm going to have to drink to stay up late that night. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to write about who the Steelers picks for DK Pittsburgh Sports. I'm going to have to do the Lockdown Steelers podcast. And then I'm going to have to do this podcast. But at the time we go to
1: sleep, the second round might have already begun. <laughs> hey, man, look. I'll tell you, it's going to be Red Bull coffee. Maybe a little hen. I don't know. It's gonna be something. It's gonna go down Whoa. that night, man. Whoa. It's gonna be fun. Oh, hen? Hen? What? I mean, I'm just saying. I, I'm Only so- for the 21 and up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fantasy. to see. I feel you, man. But hey, that'll be a fun night. Rock, keep rocking with us. We appreciate y'all out there who do. If you're loving the locked on NFL podcast, remember you could subscribe to us on Apple, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, and the new Odyssey app, which used to be radio.com and as always subscribe to Lockdown Steelers and Lockdown Raiders and hey rate us five stars with a positive comment doing so really helps out all of our shows here on the Lockdown Podcast Network thanks so much for listening to the Lockdown NFL Podcast this week be back in your ears Monday with a new episode with I'm sure more drama that is breaking out all across the NFL